This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Traders, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about self-image and the trading uh, that happens in your normal life, whether you know it or not. But I want to start off just by saying a, a big thank you for all of your support. I feel like I don't thank you guys enough, but you know, this started off as a, a silly idea, like many of my other random ideas, and you know, nearly 300 episodes later. This has turned into one of the, the best Forex trading podcasts out there, and it's all because of you guys and your willingness to not only share and, and, and leave kind words about what I'm doing, but also generate many of the ideas of this podcast. I always say it's a podcast for the people, by the people, meaning you guys are controlling the content. You guys are leaving comments, asking questions, um, and I'm just reflecting on that and allowing it to reach a, a much greater audience. So that's pretty cool. It's accomplishing the goal and in so many lives are, are being changed. It's, it's, it's amazing. I wish you guys can see all the private messages I get. But two, two topics I want to talk about today. And as always, I have nothing planned. So I'm just going to spew uh, ridiculousness from the mouth. But uh, the other day I, I shared a financial infographic and I, and I do this or not a financial infographic, just an infographic on uh, social media. And I do that a few times a week. And this one, the caption read, if you don't change how you see yourself, um, your self-image will stay weak. And it's a picture of like someone smiling on the outside and he gets home and he like unzips his, uh, his skin. Imagine his skin being like a jacket and he's all like dark and depressed on the inside. And uh, essentially what it represents is kind of the, the fakeness, the, the fraudness that is happening out there, especially with the presence of social media. I always look at social media as being someone's highlight reel, right? If you if you watch ESPN, you watch the highlights, typically you see all the big plays. What you don't see is all the, the bad plays that happen. And social media is the same way where when most people post on social media, it's, it's, it's showing a very specific image of how they want to be seen. And many times that isn't reality or maybe all of reality. Now, I try to, you know, me personally, I try to post the good and the bad. I, I post a lot about my life. I, I post some funny stuff. I post some good stuff, some bad stuff to give you kind of a, a full full perspective of what's going on. Um, but many people don't do that. And what happens is, is because we're, we're really addicted. We're addicted to the likes, uh, first and foremost. I, I just read an article the other day about a girl that committed suicide because she just she didn't get enough likes on her picture. It's ridiculous. So we're literally addicted to the like and the heart button on these sites. But we also care 
how people view us and we care too much. We, we, we care to the fact where we start valuing how people view us more so than how we view ourselves. And I'd love to say that I was above this for my entire life in general. I don't, I can really care less how people view me. I've always been that type of person. I'm not the most social person out there. I just don't really care what people think in general. Um, but this kind of sneakiness showed its face when I first got into trading, right? When I first got into trading, you know, think about the, the, the world, right? Most of the world has no idea what trading is. Even less of the world has no idea what the Forex market is. I didn't even know what the Forex market was until my best friend told me that we can get rich really, really quick. And I was like, oh, I should probably study this. Um, but I remember when I first got into trading and I started dedicating myself to Forex, this is after I left the stock market, I was having some major confidence issues because I was doing something that nobody knew about. So, you know, imagine again, this is I just graduated college. I was in grad school, about to graduate grad school. And I'm going through that phase where everyone's asking, so what are you doing with your life? And, you know, one of the reasons I went to grad school is I didn't have an answer. I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm just being a loser. Um, this was during the recession, by the way. So I literally couldn't get a job or like a career type job. Um, so everyone was asking and I would and I would say, uh, you know, I would tell them I'm a Forex trader and I'd be like, hey, Forex, what's that? And I, I would explain to them and they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the gambling thing. Right. And I and, and in my mind, I, I knew it wasn't gambling, even though at the time when I first got started, I was kind of gambling. Um, but I, I, I was kind of afraid to um, correct them. Right. I felt so embarrassed, I guess, of what I was doing. Um, and, and when I look back, it's hard to tell why I was embarrassed, but I guess I was so embarrassed because just people didn't know what it was. And when people don't know what it is, you kind of feel like it's, it's wrong, right? Um, it's kind of that whole comfort bubble, right? 90% are inside that comfort zone. The 10% that are outside of it, even though they're doing better things or pursuing better things, they kind of feel like losing losers because it's not the norm. People can't relate to it. So constantly I was asked, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, what do you do? What do you do? Um, and all my connections. And you know, I would always approach it with the least confident, I'm a forex trader, the least confidence answer in the world. And every time someone would say, oh, well, isn't that gambling? Or some people I knew about, oh, isn't that the thing where, you know, 90% of people fail? Every time I would hear this, it would just chip away at my confidence and I would become really less and less confident with myself and, and what I was doing. And what happened is that really transferred into the market, right? My, my confidence on the outside, my confidence in life in general. And keep in mind, I'm struggling at this time, guys. I'm, I'm a newer trader, just like many of you listen to the show. Things didn't start off all great, man. Things were, were rough. So not only am I losing in the market, but people on the outside are telling me that I'm a loser. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I am a loser because I'm not actually making money. Maybe they're right. Um, and it was a very, very difficult time. Um, many difficult mental battles. And I just, I, I felt myself essentially kind of like in a drawdown of life where every day I was just kind of sliding down, snowballing, 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 feeling worse and worse and worse about myself because I'm doing bad in the markets. And then people are telling me that what I'm doing is, is fake and I can't be successful. And I'm slowly starting to believe it. And I, I was always, uh, my trading mentor he was big on kind of psychology, empowerment, stuff like that. A great trading mentor. You guys know about Jason Stapleton, but someone behind the scenes at Trade Empowered um, was Todd Brown. He was, he was actually one of the first people I met in person. And I remember we had a crazy, uh, we had a crazy first conversation, right? So Todd Brown, he's a, uh, you know, he, he's 
he's, he's all about having a good time. So the first time I flew out there, we went to this place. Hey, hey, you want something to eat? I'm like, sure, man, of course. So we went to this place. He buys like everything on the menu. Seriously, because he wants to, wants to kind of show off, you know, what the food is like uh, in Kansas City. So we, he buys everything on the menu. So we got like, it's two of us. We got like 18 plates of food. And then I remember the biggest boss move I ever saw at the time was, you know, we were supposed to watch, um, I think it was a World Series match. Or no, NBA Finals game. And the only table that was available didn't have a view of the TV. So he just walks up. He says, not a problem, man, not a problem. Um, he walks over to this, this table of young ladies and uh, talks to him for a little bit. I'm like, what's going on over there? Right, I'm confident. I don't even, uh, unconfident and everything. Like, oh my gosh, what, what is he doing? How, how does he have such confidence just to go over there and talk to him? And before you know it, he comes back over and says, hey, you know, hey, we're going to sit in that seat over there. And we change seats. And apparently he just buys them off, buys their beer, buys their meal, just so they can change seats with us to uh, watch the game. So... Pretty cool. Anyway, long story that you guys didn't need to hear, but that's one of the one of the cool memories that stands out about the first time I kind of um, saw like I'm like, wow, like I want to be able to do this. Pretty cool. But he was always big. And we were talking and he, he shared with me a lot of stuff like uh, stuff from Tony Robbins. There was a great book called Awaken the Giant Within. And in that book, I learned about affirmations and, and, and positive self-talk and stuff like that and really building your confidence from the inside out. And, and I started to do that. And, and I started implementing this into some of my, my trading routines, right? I would write it down in the morning. It was in my trading plan. Um, there was also stuff where, um, you know, like positive affirmations, you would, you would sit in front of the mirror and you would say, I I am a trader. I deserve to be successful because X, Y, and Z. Just pumping yourself up like a coach talking to you, but you're doing it to yourself. And it even went to the point where I needed to really act like a professional. And this is one of the stories you guys love where I would wake up in the morning. I would I would shower. I would put on a suit. I would go outside. I would hop in my car. I'd drive around the block, hopefully get the same parking space on the on the way back. I lived in this small kind of like one-way uh one-way street so you know parking spots were, were hard to come by and then i go back into my room uh take the suit jacket off put it on the back of my chair and start trading right just so i can feel like a professional and hindsight right it seems stupid but that stuff actually worked and one of the biggest things that i told myself a goal was i said hey akil the next time the next time someone asks you what you do you're no longer going to shy away if the biff Right. And you're not you're no longer going to shy away and do that unconfident voice. You're going to look them dead in the eyes. Right. Eagle type stare. And you're going to tell them I'm a Forex trader and you're, you're going to dare them to ask what it is. Right. You're going to invite them to ask what Forex is so you get a chance to explain it to them. And that was very hard at first. Um, but I started doing it. I started doing that. I said, hey, I'm a Forex trader. What? <laughs> not the what part of my head. I'm like, what? Say something. Uh, and. Just by me carrying myself more confidently, I became more confident in what I was doing. I was no longer embarrassed. Um, I was comfortable in my skin, and that translated back into the market. When I was comfortable in my skin on the outside, I was much more comfortable in the market following my plans and not making mistakes and, and not getting psychologically scared out of trades. So, you know, it starts with self-image. You know, again, all this stuff seems like, you know, rubbish, but like, you know, the positive affirmations, they work. Right, writing down stuff works, right? Dressing nicely, like look good, feel good, feel good, perform good. That stuff works. If you're someone that's lacking confidence, try that. And eventually you're going to get to the point where you have to understand like, hey, I'm the expert here. Right. So I don't care what people say. If if people say, hey, you can't make money in Forex, they just don't know. Right. No longer am I going to worry what people comment on my pictures or say about me and say, oh, you know, Forex is a scam. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to be me. 
I'm going to share the good and the bad, the reality. I'm going, to, I'm going to be comfortable with all of it. I'm going to be comfortable with my own skin. And I guarantee when you can do that, right, you're going to be more comfortable in the markets as well. And so after I posted this this little um, graphic to social media, I got a I got a nice little message. I actually didn't click. I didn't actually didn't click respond. There we go. Boom. Enter on the response. But it was a message. She said most people don't realize that they are trading by making some trade-offs. I guess real quick, the, the, the caption that I wrote with the, with the original post said, you may find this hard to believe, but for a long time, I was embarrassed to be a trader because of what others thought I was doing, recklessly gambling. It was a massive hurdle, but once I stopped caring about what others thought, I started seeing success I desired, right? Be you and be free. And he said, most people don't realize that they are, um, that they are trading by making some trade-offs all the time. If you have significant savings, you are trading, even if you don't admit it. Either you're losing to inflation and taxes, or you are swinging um, with your fund manager uh, passively, or you're taking huge risk by putting that money in small banks or real estate. I don't think real estate's a risk, but that's a that's a topic for another time. I guess it could be if you don't know what you're doing. Anything's a risk if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but it's simply better to acknowledge the fact that increasing savings and assets implies that you have to trade. Uh, why not uh, Why not keep going with the trend slash stop loss in whatever format? That, that last point doesn't really make sense, but you guys get the point. Essentially, he's saying whether you're physically trading in the market or not, everything you're doing is a trade-off. And, and I'll take that one step deeper. And I don't know if it's growing up. I, I, I got to say it's trading for so long that has me thinking like this. But I now view everything I do in life, whether it's it's monetary related or not, as a trade-off, right? Everything in life is a trade-off. And I view everything as that. I also view everything as risk-reward, right? I, I, I evaluate situations versus the risk or reward, right? So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be faced with something and I'll be like, well, what is the risk if I don't do this? What is the reward if I do do it? And I balance it and I say, all right, risk outweighs the reward or reward outweighs the risk. Let's do it or let's not do it, right? Everything in life, right? A good example here. Here's a, maybe the best example, but I'm a, I'm a very laissez-faire parent, meaning I'm, I'm old school. I want my kids to climb. I want my kids to jump. I want my kids to eat dirt, play with worms. I want them to do all that stuff, right? For various reasons, uh, you know, just to sum it up, I think, it, I think it makes you a better person and a stronger person growing up. Um, so I'll do stuff like I'll, I'll put my kids on tests to see where they're at. Like I'll, I'll let them walk free and I'll evaluate that risk reward. I'll say, okay, well, the risk is this, you know, you may get hit by a car. He may fall off and break an arm. The reward is this growing up. He'll learn something. He'll learn how to use his body. He'll do problem solving skills like that. Everything I do is risk reward, right? And it's the same thing with business with, with my real estate business is the same thing. Risk versus reward. Um, Really, again, every every decision in life is is like that. But also, every decision in life is also a trade off, right? So, I'm I'm in an interesting point in my life, and many of you guys that are entrepreneurs, maybe you're like this, where you have achieved time freedom. If you haven't achieved time freedom, that's the main goal. It's not financial freedom. You know, who almost who cares about that? It's important. But time freedom is the most important thing, right? Time freedom is the real freedom because it gives you the ability to do whatever you want whenever you want to. But with that being said, you got to understand that time freedom doesn't mean you're 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 always free, right? I'm working on a, a project right now. We have the Emergence 2.0 trading event uh, coming up on uh, January 
uh, 24th, 25th. I should probably get this podcast out um, before that since I'm promoting it, by the way. Make sure you sign up for that. It's going to be awesome, 23rd and 24th of January um, 2020. But I'm working through a section right now where, where we're teaching developing a trading plan, and I'm walking traders through my routine, right, my daily routine. So I say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break down my entire schedule and show them what the life of a trader looks like. And then here's one of the reasons I never did like any life with a trader videos on YouTube. That was a, a big thing back years ago where just they follow me for a day, right? My trading schedule is actually pretty boring, right? So it's like this, right? I, I wake up pre-market, right? Trade for a few hours. And then I've got like 10 hours open. Time freedom, right? Now, within that 10 hours, right, many of you guys think, oh, man, that's awesome, Akil. You got 10 hours open. You can do whatever you want. You can, you can, you know, ride your bike, go on runs. You can watch movies. You can learn to play the guitar, whatever it may be. True, I, I can. But understand also, right, I do want to stay in business, right? I still want to maintain my trading success. I still want to maintain the success of tier one, the real estate business, right? So there's stuff that needs to get done for that business. And that's what fills up that time. So, you know, it doesn't have to get done, right? I, I don't have to do it. But again, risk reward, right? The reward of me doing what should be done for my business, out, it, 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 that's, it outweighs, I, I guess, the reward, the, the risk of not doing, I should say, the risk of not doing what needs to be done to keep my business afloat outweighs the reward of watching the latest movie on Netflix, Right? Does that make sense? But at the same time, you do have that freedom. So you could. The other day, I decided to not do something I wanted to do, and I, I decided to take my kid to uh, this nature thing. So it opens up that freedom, and that's the benefit. But it is a trade-off. Even stuff like this, right? When I when I first got our house, um, you know, I, I come from the city, so I'm, I'm a small backyard. And I never really had a like a big, massive backyard, and then wife and I were like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to mow the lawn, right? We tried it one time. It took like a week. <laughs> it's a massive, a massive lawn. We didn't have one of the, 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 we had a push mower, right? You know, I didn't know any better. Um, it took us like a week. And I thought about buying one of the, the ride along ones and I still thought to myself, right? So it's going to take about probably the, the people we have mower our lawn, it probably takes them about an hour and it's like three of them, right? So it's probably going to take me at least like two, three hours to mow the lawn and do it good. Well, what's the trade-off there, right? That's three hours of my life doing something that I don't want to do. So I should pay someone to do it for me, right? If I pay someone to do, to do it for me, here's the trade-off, right? It's going to cost me a little bit of money. But it's going that money is going to buy me three hours of freedom. And I remember talking to my business partner a while ago. I've, I've since convinced him. He's, he's on my side now. Um, but he's like, man, like why he's, and he's old school. He does handyman, does everything around the house. He's like, look, why would you pay someone to do something that you can do? And I remember talking to a few people about this. I'm like, do you know what I can do in three hours? Do you know what I can do in, in three hours? If, if we, if we look at it from a business perspective, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm working on some marketing material for the coaching business, right? In three hours, I can record a YouTube video. I can do all the stuff for it, the thumbnail, the artwork, uh, the, the copy, the email, shoot it out. I can do all of that in three hours. If I attract one person from that YouTube video, 
if I attract one person, if they sign up for one month, right? A single month on the platform. I've already outperformed the costs that it takes to pay someone to cut my lawn. So what's more important? Is the trade-off, is that a good trade-off? It's really like double. You know, we get it cut twice a month, right? It's still double. I think that's a good trade-off. So not only am I buying myself time, but I'm also doing something beneficial to the business, something that I would have to do anyway. So I look at these type of decisions and everything I, I, I do in life. And I think the, the longer you guys stay in trading, right, the more you will as well. And I'll tell you what, we'll end on this note. Trade-off doesn't always have to be in favor of your business. I, I remember speaking to a prospective trader years ago, and he was asked, talking about backtesting. I said, well, backtesting sucks, man. You know why? I said, it takes so long. I'm talking hours and hours and hours on end. But, I mean, but if you break it down, you can, you can dedicate maybe an hour a night or two hours a night to backtesting, and, and you, can, you can get it done in a, in a quick amount of time, right? Small, consistent, deliberate actions, right? We'll, we'll chop down a big goal into small pieces and get it done quicker. And he's like, well, I don't have two hours. So I said, walk me through my schedule because I bet I can find two hours, right? You can wake up an hour. You can go to bed an hour later. You can wake up an hour earlier. Boom, two hours right there. I said, so let me, let me, what's your schedule? He said, all right, I do the wake up this time. All right, all right. I go to work from here to here. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right. And then I come home. I eat dinner. All right, yeah, dinner's important. Got to eat. All right. And then like, he's like, then I, uh, you know, spend some time with the wife and kids. Like, that's, that's, that's important. That should be over everything. He's like, and then I got this slot right here where it's my, uh, this is my gaming time. I said, hold up. Come here. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, this slot right here. This is this is when I, this is when I game. I play the Xbox. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. Stop. Pause. I just found your two hours, man. So you spend about three hours a night playing Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Okay. What if you just take one of those hours away? One and a half. I didn't want to go for the full thing, but I just stop all, all you know, all out. Cause I used to be a gamer. Not not a hardcore gamer, but I used to. I used to get on the sticks a little bit. Used to be alright, right? So I'm like, how about you take like an hour? Cut that game in half. Instead of three hours, take an hour and a half. He's like, yeah, but, right? <laughs> One of those people, yeah, but. I really like my gaming. And a lot of you guys, whenever I tell this story, you make fun of it. You're like, what? How dare him? How dare him choose gaming over his financial future? But you know what? It's his life. And the goal of your life is to do what's happy. Do what makes you happy, right? So I'll tell you what. If the trade-off of backtesting is doesn't outweigh the I guess the joy of you gaming again I'm not this is not a decision I would make I gave up video games I'm excited for my kid to get older so I can get back on video games and start playing with him so it's not a decision I would make but again that's not me I chose financial freedom perfect life instead of you know gaming because I can you know, I'm, a, I'm a game later in life and I don't have to do anything anymore right but he chose he the trade-off he looked at the trade-off and he said I'm not willing to trade this hour of hard-working annoying backtesting <clears throat> excuse me, and giving up my gaming. And that's okay. The fact that the point is he looked at it and I applaud his decision because he made the right trade. Because guess what? If he would have made that trade and back tested and he wasn't fully dedicated, he's dreading it. He's just, he's shortcutting it so we can have more gaming time. He probably would have done it wrong. He might've had some fraudulent stats. He might've not completed it. Maybe do one year, right? Results look good. Let's get into trading. Got into trading. 
didn't dedicate enough time to trading because he's not willing to give up the time on the back end, blew some money, and now he's in the same position as someone that's not trading, but he has a lot less money at his disposal. So I think he won. But everything is a trade-off, and I challenge you guys to think about the trade-offs in your life, and that's how you make smart decisions, right? Don't make sporadic decisions, even with shopping. I forgot who said it. I think it was, um, gosh, I can't remember, but someone said that, you know, when you want to buy something, for you guys that have like impulse buys, you want to buy something, look at it, and then wait a week. And if you still want it in a week, then it's worth buying. If not, then you know it was an impulsive buy. For you guys that do that, just wait, wait to risk reward and everything. Wait to trade off and everything. Time, money, happiness. Put it all together just like a trade. Weigh it. If it makes sense, do it. If it doesn't make sense, let it go.